Hello friends, how are you? How are you getting on? I hope you're having a lovely, gentle day and all is going good for you. My name is Colin and this is the Sober Mess podcast and you're very welcome. And today I'm going to, I was, you know, I'm done, look, I'm really enjoying doing these solo podcasts where we can just go and natter on and go down these rabbit holes, you know, and, and today... You know, today I wasn't feeling it. You know, you know, we done a big, big run yesterday. You know, we done a trail run, and it was very, very vigorous. And you know, people talk about runners fatigue. I don't get runners fatigue. Like oh, I'm mad. I get runners blues. Like I feel grand physically, but I always feel a bit low after a big event or a big, uh, a big training session. Like you know, like people going about beast mode. I need least mode. I need to. I need to rest more. And I think that's one of me things that I've coined uh, over the years of, of having to learn to rest, you know, the, the kind of switch off, relax, take it easy, you know, and I find that you can spread yourself so thinly when you're trying to do a million things, but when you kind of say, right, how can I rest here? How can I do less? How can I kind of sit with myself? Because we can get so wrapped up in a schedule that whenever I see relaxing, you know, our days off turn into like our days on. You know, so I'm making it me business, making it my absolute endeavor to to rest more. You know, and like imagine like like there's a such thing as decision fatigue, where when we have so many things going on that we're exhausted. Because imagine like imagine you have all these plates spinning. Imagine you have like twenty plates spinning on a stick, and you have to keep them all spinning, and you're going to one to next and next and next, next, and you have to like keep them all spinning. It's exhausted when you take loads of stuff on and i heard someone say before the most uh the the, the most productive pro- productivity tool we have is the word no and just to be able to say no because time is the only asset that we truly have and own it's important how we invest that and if i'm saying yeah 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 to everything and i'm burning out and then the things i'm saying yeah to, I'm, I'm like i'm not giving the best version of myself because i'm so tired you know what i mean so I'm learning now to least mode, rest, sit with Colin. Why are you taking on so much, Colin? What's really going on? Are you looking for distraction? Are you feeling at ease with yourself? Or are you running a million miles an hour? Relax, bro. Take it easy. And that's what I'm doing today. I'm relaxing, switching off, doing a podcast. Um, oh, yeah, an eventful day uh, today. Oh, yeah, brought my um, friend's dog for a walk. Uh, he, he was a... Uh, he was away. He's away for the weekend, and I thought I'd bring. He has a little bulldog, <laughs> Doball, the most insecure dog in Ireland. Like he's a, he's really bad abandonment issues. Like if you bring him for a walk, he always barks at the dogs, but not because like territorial or anything. It's because he's afraid that you'd find a better dog than him and abandon him. So he's, he's Buddy's gas. He's a great dog. He's such a cuddly, uh, little big, friendly giant. He's a lovely lad, the bulldog. So I'm bringing this uh, dog for a walk, dog ball, and uh, I'm walking down a pair and I'm, I'm engrossed. I'm listening to an audio book at the moment called The Gift. And The Gift, it's um, it's a book by Edward Acker. And it's about, Edward Acker was locked up in a concentration camp in Auschwitz in Poland uh, during the Second World War, as we're all well aware of what went on there. And the beautiful thing about her story, you know, she went on to become one of the world-renowned psychologists, you know, and 
you know, rather than like letting the pain of what she went through destroy her, you know, she transformed it into like a, a powerful gift, as she says, and using it to help others to heal. And I, th- I thought that was really beautiful. You know, I think that's amazing that when people go through like some sort of struggle and instead of letting it overwhelm them, they say, right, what can I do with this? You know what I mean? What Instead of why me? They say, what now? Like, what can I do to help other people? Like, you know? And so, like, so that's what her story is, essentially. It's like, she went on to become this uh, world-renowned psychologist because she was able to use, I suppose, the pain and the struggle of her life as, um, as a, I suppose, as a, a way of transcending her story into a benefit of other people. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, if we're ever going through our own struggles, you know, like, if you if you were to look at like wisdom or experience, like where does that stem from? You know, if you were to plant a seed that grows into a beautiful flower called wisdom and experience, that seed is made up of setbacks, it's made up of failure, it's made up of struggle, it's made up of rock bottoms, it's made up of hard times, it's made up of challenges. That's what that seed is made of. And then it it it, it transcends into experience, it transcends into wisdom. Like, you know, and that, that's essentially what wisdom is. It's like I went down this cul-de-sac three or four times before I said, right, this isn't but this isn't the right journey to take. I'll try to go down this road instead. Or the other one is touching the hot stove. You know, how many times do we get burnt before we say, right, enough is enough. Like this, this isn't the, this isn't working for me. This isn't empowering me or serving me. You know what I mean? I need to drop this behavior and do something else. And you know, the, like insanity, um, Albert Einstein says insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. But then at the same time, they say that pain has no memory. So the things that hurt us, we can do over and over and over again. Like we could get, you know, into, you know, back into painful relationships or we could do maybe a, a harmful behavior or a harmful addiction or whatever it may be. You know, that's not, that's not benefiting us, you know, but we can keep touching that stove and the hob and keep getting burnt. You know, we can do it 20 times just to be sure, to be sure, to be sure. And, you know, and, and I think when we get enough wisdom and experience, you know, to say, right, this is no longer serving me. This is no longer empowering me. How can I overcome this? You know, and that's, that's what wisdom is. That's what experience is. You know what I mean? Um, when we can transform our pain and our struggle and our rock bottoms into uh, into a lesson, you know, into a lesson to say, right, I don't need to go down this road anymore. It's not serving me, you know, and that's what true wisdom is. And that's what true experience is. And that's uh, this uh, audio book that I'm listening to, The Gift, it's called, um, it's really good. And she's essentially saying her power, her superpower today is her struggles and her hardships. And she was able to use them today to connect with someone on a much deeper level, you know, because, like when someone exposes their vulnerabilities to you, it, it make it gives you permission to talk about your vulnerabilities. Like, you know what I mean? We were talking to a friend a few weeks ago, and uh, you know, we're going out talking about the football, blah, blah, blah. And you know, always feeling a bit loud this day, you know, and for now, and then they were nowhere. It's like, yeah, man, I've just been feeling a bit loud the last few days, you know what I mean? And then the, the conversation just took a complete different angle, you know, and then he opened up, but he was feeling really low, you know, and we were talking a half an hour ago feeling low and you know it's it's okay and then to feel low and you know well if we if we hadn't shown my hand there and said look man I'm, I'm feeling low 
we would have continued talking about football. I thought, crap, like, you know. And so sometimes I think when I show, like, when someone shows me their vulnerabilities, it gives me permission to show mine, you know what I mean? To say, oh, yeah, because our natural default is, um, the, everything's great, everything's happy, oh, I'm it looks amazing, oh, you're amazing, this is great, you know? And then it's like, wait, hold on a minute, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's not the case all the time. We're not going to be top of the world and it's okay to hold your hand up and say, look, I'm struggling because when you show your vulnerabilities, you you could be helping someone else, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, it's it's like it's like a wedding at a dance floor. You know, no one gets up on the dance floor until that one Mario gets up first and starts dancing. Then everyone else gets up and starts dancing, you know? And that's what it's like sometimes with mental health, that we're waiting for the first guy to get up and dance or waiting for the first person to get up and open up about what's going on, you know, set the tone. So yeah, that 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 was the audio I was listening to when I was walking this doggy, uh Dowball, um, my little pal, and <laughs> so I'm walking on the pier. And uh, this dude walks up to me and uh, he says, sorry, mate, you wouldn't have a bag. I'm like, what? You wouldn't have a bag, would you? And I'm thinking to myself, it's 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday that, and there's families walking on the pier and this fella's out there walking up to me and asking me, have I got any drugs? Like, And, you know, and well, like, first of all, I got a bit offended. I felt a bit insecure. You know, I was wearing a pair of tracksuit bottoms, baggy pants. You know, you put on baggy pants these days and people think you're fucking Al Capone, like, you know? And then, but then I thought about it, you know, or like me being in recovery from my own dependency issues with drinking drugs, you know, maybe this is the universe putting someone in my path that I need the help. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know, as a prerogative of, of, of the 12 step program, it's about, as, as I was talking about there with the gift, you know, using my experiences and my struggles with uh, my own past to connect with someone else. You know what I mean? So while I'm listening to this book about, opening up about your vulnerabilities and using your hardships. I was like, this is a this is this is the universe telling me I need to open up to this dude. So I get talking to him and I guess man, look to be honest, look, man, I used to struggle with drugs. You know, I used to, you know, they became my life. You know, I was so, you know, I felt so low in myself that I always used to reach for drugs. You know, when I hit rock bottom until I've reached out for help, you know, and and, you know, now my life's really good. You know, I was able to knock them on the head and get wrapped up in a good community and fill that void with, like, sea dipping and exercise and good, good, solid community, you know, and all these, all these great... And he said, sorry, mate. And I, and I said, hold on, mate, hold on. And, you know, I'm trying to get... And he said, no, mate, I need to... No, I said, look, man, what I'm trying to say, there is hope. He says, no, mate, I'm, I'm looking for a, a bag, a doggy bag. We, just that my dogs have to go for the shit on the pier and I just want to clean it up. I'm like, oh, all right, so, sorry, man. Uh, yeah, no, so I a fucking doggy bag in, in my hand. Like, and, uh, I thought he was asking me for a bag of drugs. <laughs> he was asking me for a doggy bag. Uh, uh, so and anyway, that was my day. Came home absolutely mortified. And <laughs> well, hopefully I planted a seed. If this fella does ever develop a drunk pro- drinking problem or drug problem, he knows where to go with it. So, <laughs> yeah, that was my day. Full of fucking more, being absolutely mortified. And then, um, yeah, so today's podcast, I'm going to talk about filling your bucket with goodness. And what, what I mean by that is that, like we all have this capacity in us to want to be happy and want to find joy. And imagine you have an empty bucket any, every morning and it's your choice what you want to fill in that bucket or put in that bucket. You know what I mean? That you could wake up in the morning and say, right, I'm going to get up and have a bag of potato for breakfast or I'm going to get up and, you know, go for a seed. 
or I'm going to get up and watch Netflix or I'm going to get up and meditate or, you know, like all these different things that we can do, you know, but and that gives us joy. Like, you know, a bag of potato crisps and, you know, um, a seed will give different people different levels of joy. Like, you know what I mean? But my thing is that if we try and fill that bucket with goodness and things that make me feel good and things that bring me into the present moment, like, like for me, like exercise and seed dipping in nature, they're all my forms of mindfulness. Like, if you were to like look up the word mindfulness in in the dictionary, you know, it, it like it's essentially just being in the moment. You know, like just like it's like a type of meditation where you're so intensely aware of what you're sensing and what you're feeling. You know, without interpretation, without judgment. You know, it's just when you're doing a task and you're so engaged with it. You know, and for me, like, I, like with meditation, you know, I remember I go into like circles and cross your legs and hum, hum. And, you know, I didn't always connect with that because I'm quite an active mind and I have a load, a load of energy. And, like, that's really beneficial. Like, breath work is essential and it's a, it's a staple part of my, I suppose, mental health today. But I, I discovered as well other ways to meditate, you know, like running. Like, recently I've gone into trail running, you know, and, I, I, I love about trail running like you get you run up this mountain and it, it's tough it is tough you know but then when you get to the top and you appreciate the view and then you start running down the mountain and all of a sudden you need to become aware of where you're putting your feet where you're putting your steps because if you make one mistake you know you're flat like you know what I mean because like, you're running across a mountain like there's a bit, a bit of a trail like you know just full of rocks and there's not like flat footpaths you know so you need to be so aware where you're putting your feet and when i do this i feel so intensely present and in the moment that nothing else matters i feel like a kid i feel like a child i'm in such a joyful state that nothing else matters it's not i don't even know who's doing it i'm just so in the moment there's no mind there's no intellect I'm just going for it, and I I love it. You know what I mean? And and like I found like when I finished that, wow! Like this, that was so, it was so therapeutic, and I felt so good after it. You know, and well now today I'm feeling a bit of runner's blues, but that's okay. You know, like and I felt amazing, and I was floating all day. I had them endorphins, absolutely flowing my veins, the oxygen flowing my blood. Oh, it was amazing. I felt amazing, and. What I'm realizing is that there's more than one way to meditate or to discover mindfulness. You know, another one for me is music and nature. You know, the universe's great invention, greatest invention for me is nature. And humans' greatest invention for me is food. <laughs> is music. Um, you know, is music. So combine the both of them. Put on your headphones, go for a walk in nature. Bang, bang. Two, two of the greatest things combined together. It, it feels absolutely unreal. So, like, my, my thing is try and fill your bucket with good things. You know what I mean? Like, I know that, you know, if we put crap in my bucket, I feel crap. You know, if I'm getting up in the morning, having chocolate for breakfast, spend the day watching Netflix, listening to listening to stuff that kind of just makes me, you know, it doesn't make me feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, imagine your diet, your food diet. Like, when you eat certain things, you feel a certain way. But imagine you had a well-being diet. 
that's the people you spend time with, the things you listen to, the stuff you're influenced by, the people you follow, the activities that you do. You know, these are all these all impact us. These all these all like these these are the things that have a, a big influence on how we feel and what we do. You know, so my thing is totally indulge in positive things and make a glow list and positive um podcast or try and be around positive people or try and train with people with similar mindset and similar goals and um, you know I, 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 like, I, I'm, I'm constantly striving to surround myself with people it's where I want to be you know what I mean like I'm training with a lot of lads a lot faster than me sorry I'm training with lads a lot faster than me in, in the running or the trail running and what happens I start getting faster you know what I mean and that's the thing if you're around people that you, you really admire, you know what I mean? It could be anything, it could be finance, it could be business, it could be training, it could be, you know, um, well-being, whatever it may be. It could be an element of envy there. Someone you envy, you know, always embrace people you envy because that that's that's your consciousness telling you, I want to be there and I can be there. So always watch out for the people you envy and watch them closely and admire them. And say, well, what can I do to get there? Because that's your consciousness telling you that's where I want to be. And so, yeah, it's, for me, it's surrounding myself with goodness, that my well-being, my well-being diet, you know. And a lot of people, we get bogged down with, oh, I want to find what makes me happy, do what makes me happy, do what makes me happy. What about identifying what makes us unhappy and eliminating that? You know, what about... We take a look at stuff that makes us feel low or makes us feel drained or makes us feel crap and saying, well, I want to I opt out of this stuff. I want to limit this stuff. I want to, you know, I want to invest in me. I want to put down boundaries, you know, these type of things. Like, you know what I mean? And I, like, it could be, like, for me, it could be social media. You know, I, I do less on social media. So one of the non-negotiables that I put on for myself is that I put my phone on airplane mode at nine o'clock at night. I get into my bed and I start reading till I fall asleep, you know, and then, um, and it's been an absolute game changer. You know, I'm, I'm sleeping a lot better, you know, um, I have a better patterning in my day, you know, I'm getting up early, you know, and it like, and so what I've done, I start to identify stuff that makes me feel unhappy or makes me feel drained. And it could be anything as well. Overthinking is another one, you know, it, it, like not tracking our thoughts, not journaling our thoughts, you know, that, you know, like, there's that old um, Chinese proverb that the fear of suffering is a lot worse than the event in itself. So imagine uh, when I was a kid, I had to get like a needle and it was like, I remember riddled with fear, anxiety weeks before it happened. And, you know, it was in bits and I remember finally getting the job, whatever the job was. <laughs> um, so I knew money about getting the vaccine, that we were about them jobs. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, so I ended up getting this job and it was grand, but, like, I was freaked out. I was riddled with fear and anxiety. But it was the build-up and the anticipation that was a lot worse than the event. And it's like that we could do that with sea dipping. You know what? Like, anyone that I, I, I introduced the sea dipping, it's like the, the minute or two when you're in your togs and you're about to get in and you're like, what am we doing? Like, it's that anticipation that's the worst. And then as soon as you get in, you feel like a million times better, like, you know. And I remember listening to a stand-up comic. I think, um, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Bill Burr said, the the best relief for him, and doing, like, he gets really nervous doing stand-up, 
And he said the only relief he gets from doing stand-up is when he actually gets up on the stage and does it. Because then it's done and it's happening and it's his head is just being like wrecking itself because he's so worried about doing it. But then as soon as he starts doing it, he's grand. So he said sometimes just doing the thing that's worrying you is the only way to overcome the worry about it. You know what I mean? So again, overthinking, have a few tools in place. You know, for me, journaling is a big one. I've taught me how and it's just rattling and rattling around there and it's taking up my, my day. It's pain-free around my head. You know, I try, I try and write it down on a bit of paper and say, look, this isn't serving me. This isn't empowering me. And again, I have two columns. I have a column um, for action. Can I take action on this immediately to address it? That's kind and it's not going to, you know, wreck my head or disturb anyone else, you know. Can I take action? Or the other column is the universe. That if we can't take any action on powerless over it and powerless over the outcome, it's not happening today, then I give it to Mr. Universe and he takes care of it. You know what I mean? Or Mrs. Universe, you know. So that's that's my thing. I have action. So say if um, you know, you're worried about, you know, sending off your tax or sending an email to your boss, say, take the action, do it. Because I find that anxiety for me is is, is suppressed procrastination. You know, like if I, my house is safe, my house is dirty and I need to clean it or I need to pay me tax or I need to pay a bill or I need to respond to an email or reply to someone on WhatsApp and I'll do it later. That's following me around for the day and it, it manifests in like anxiety or irritability or, you know, just a restlessness in me, you know, suppressed procrastination. And I find the only way to address it is to take action. So if you're procrastinating something, like write it down in the little action box and say, right, going to clean my house, I'm going to pay this bill, I'm going to write back to this person, I'm going to write that, send that email, and then feel how, the relief that you feel. You know, all that stuff's going out of your head and you feel a sense of relief. So that sometimes can be because of uh, overthinking as well. We're, we're suppressing a lot of stuff that we should be doing. Take action. Uh, easy does it, but do it. And then there's a lot of stuff that we're powerless over. We're powerless over a lot of events at the moment with coronavirus, the reopening of the, of the, of the country, what the governments are doing, what Mary down the road is doing, what that fella's doing on Instagram. You know, we're, we're consumed with things that is absolutely none of our business, you know. And I don't know who said this quote, but I remember hearing, you know, the man that sleeps best at night is the man that can mind his own business, you know. So, like, a lot of stuff that we worry about is absolutely none of our business. And we say, right, universe, you look after this stuff. I'll keep my side of the street clean. I'll stay in my lane and let people just do their thing and get on with life. You'll, you'll live a lot easier. And again, this is back to having all them plates been. The more stuff we engage with and worry about, the more plate, the more things we have, the more things we're going to decision fatigue, you know? So, like, or think of it as the, the, you're doing, you're a postman or a milkman. I don't have to add another million houses to your route that you have to deliver milk to or post to. And that's what it's like when we take on a lot more problems and start worrying about other things that we're powerless over. We're after adding a whole 20 housing estates to our milkman route or our, our paper route, you know what I mean? So think of that before you start taking all this stuff on and worrying about stuff, you know, and say, right, why am we worrying about all this stuff and where I can just let it go, you know? The other thing as well that could be like one of the unhappiness um the unhappiness things that we probably should eliminate or look to minimize is you know me meaningless relationships you like 
you know, like for me, we like I was saying, to surround myself with people that make me feel good. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, we have a lot of good friends around me, you know, even friends from my old session and days, you know, that I'm still kind of catch up every now and again. But my thing is, I had to get, I used to be a terrible people pleaser, you know, and trying to, trying to like be around people that used to make me just didn't feel good, you know what I mean? And so what I'm doing now is I'm very strict and rootless with my circle in terms of if someone makes me feel shit, we ask a question who I am, that if I need to start morphing into this character to feel a sense of acceptance, I'm asking myself, why do, we, why do I have to do this? Why am we hanging around with people that make me feel like I don't feel comfortable in who Colm is and I have to start pretending to be someone else so you accept me? And so what I found now is to kind of say, right, let's limit, let's limit them type of people that I have in my life that make me feel like I need to change into different characters, like, you know, and and it could be anyone, it could be a relationship, it could be friendships, it could be, it could even be family, you know, and it's, see, it's not about avoiding either, you know what I mean, because the universe will put people in our paths until we kind of learn something from that, you know what I mean, or it's usually it's a reflection on ourselves, and I think Russell Brand said it, you know, that the universe, the universe is full of mirrors, and, you know, we're always seeing ourselves, you know, and it's, another one is if you spot it, you got it, so if you see an annoying aspect about something that you keep, like if you're judgmental, you'll meet a lot of judgmental people throughout your day, you know what I mean, and uh, I remember um, I was in a, you know, I, I volunteered at a Buddhist monastery uh, last summer down in Cork, and, uh, you know, they used to do something called uh, compassion and love, um, bombs, <laughs> compassion and love bombs, they call it. And uh, so what the guy, uh, the meditation teacher was telling us was that, like even you say if you're getting on the Lewis or the bus, you're stuck in traffic jams and all that judgment starts coming, start sending like little love bombs. Like you see someone on the Lewis and just say, oh, I love you, I hope you're well, I hope you're successful today, I hope you're happy, you know, I hope you're good, I hope you're healthy and I hope all good stuff happens to you and then move on to the next person and sending all these love bombs to people in your head like you're not going up and saying yeah man I hope you're happy you know you send them in your head thinking of it or if you see someone and straight away you start judging them you know oh, geez, they, they must be very poor or they must be they're so far or they're so you know what, whatever that judgment is you know well, you, never, you never feel good after judging people I don't anyway you know so a voice feel like, and we don't ask sometimes them thoughts can be intrusive we don't ask for them thoughts to come in, you know what I mean? But we can control what comes out of our mouth, you know? Um, so if you find that the judgment comes to you, you know, straight away say, I love you. You know, if you feel that you want to judge someone across the road, counteract it and say, I love you. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the times it's that our own insecurities that we're projecting onto people. You know, if you notice something in someone, you know, and you go to judge it, that's usually, again, the matter of yourself you know so straight away say I love you and you know that judgment will just float away and then what we found that the more he stopped judging you know and, and said replace I love you with a judgment that then that bloke I looked at in the mirror that judgment stopped you know what I mean I stopped being so harsh and critical on myself you know what I mean and that's where it stemmed from you know was judgment you know and anyone that's out there that's very judgmental imagine how critical they are on themselves like, you know so yeah, uh, where was it going with that? Um, yeah, so the people that we spend time with. So it's not about it's not about avoiding people either. It's it's about you know having tools in place 
where we don't need to avoid the pro- like if I was to say oh please God never put any difficulty in my life you know what I mean like that's that's not the point you know um Bruce Lee has that quote do not pray for an easy life pray for the strength to endure a difficult one and see that's what life's all about it's all about the life experiences you know it's not about avoiding the hardships or avoiding the it's always difficult people, but if you're you if you have tools in place, like imagine, imagine I'm gonna use a sea dip analogy. Imagine you're getting into the sea, and you know, based on how deep a breath you can take and the quality of the breath you can take, will kind of will will go towards how long you can put your head under the water in that environment, you know. And that's a lot around if you're around people that can kind of maybe feel make us feel low, or you know, if it's especially around like it could be family members that could make us feel low, or, or certain old friends that we don't lose contact with, and we still want to kind of you know engage with and things like that. And you know, if we have the right tools in place, number one, we have the right tools in place, and number two, we can just leave at, at any time, you know that. If we are in the place where we feel like, right, this is this is really draining me, this is making me feel low, this is not good for me, we have to just walk away and say, look, I have to go, or you know. So, so the other thing, yeah. So they, there would be my three things for the unhappy bucket. Um, would be social media, uh, overthinking, and uh, the people around us. You know, when your life's full, it drains and fountains. So you want to surround yourself with drains, you want to surround yourself with fountains. Um. But yeah, and so so my thing is when you wake up in the morning, try and fill your bucket with all the good things that make you feel good in life. You know, so my bucket, what would I fill it up with today? Um, so we see dipping, it would be gratitude. Um, and my morning ritual, I, I sit on the balcony this morning and uh, I had a uh, had carrot juice uh, and celery smoothie uh, juice uh, so I got mad into this like, do you ever get someone just suggest something like when we made suggested like carrot juice and I'm just going obsessed with only a culprit I'd hear something and I, I get obsessed with it and I go oh, really? like someone could say to me Colin you know if you drink if you drink uh, toilet water or yeah, Jack's you'd be able to like your bench press would go up to the roof and we'd be <laughs> we'd be getting out the straw and you know <laughs> I'm mad like that someone says something and so open-minded <laughs> you know, someone said, Colin, you, you know, you eat that, you know, that little colored bit inside the marble. If you ate that now, you know, you, you'd make it 10 foot tall or be eating marbles. But yeah, so my mate uh, suggested uh, carrot juice. So I got mad into that lately. And uh, do you want to hear actually, do you want to hear a mad fact about carrot juice? Uh, I went down a bit, I was Googling, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I made an accidental pun there. <laughs> I'm talking about carrots and I'm talking about rabbit holes. It's comedy goals. <laughs> Apologies for that. Moving swiftly on. Anyway, do you know the reason that carrots are orange is because uh, Amsterdam, you wanted to market them that way. That's so you knew that uh, that carrots that came from Holland were were from Amsterdam. Or were from were were from were from Holland, so they'd make them orange. So you can change it. Like these, we all mad different coloured carrots and get any colour. But we, but because Amsterdam wanted orange ones, so it's like a brand. 
um, we we became accustomed to that colour now. So like if you went into the shop and seen a purple car, you probably wouldn't buy it. Like, you know, but you see an orange one, you're like, oh, I'm used to that. That's normal. I'm going to buy that. You know, it's mad, isn't it? Maybe we should start our own uh, green carrots or something <laughs> from Ireland. But uh, it's my random fact of the day. But anyway, so yeah, so my book is, so in the morning, I like to sit on the balcony, listen to the birds, um, and just be in te- do me mindfulness, be in the moment, do my breaths. You know, sometimes you can breathe in for seven, hold for seven, and um, breathe out for seven. You know, then uh, that 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 usually makes you feel good. Um, that usually makes you feel in the moment, assessing for the day. Another thing to feel in my bucket is, um, is sleeping or maybe exercise or being around good people that make me feel good and um, connect with nature. Um, you know, all these things that, you know, make, make me feel happy. You know what I mean? Like me chasing, you know, chasing capitalism, I'm sorry, chasing, chasing consumerism or chasing approval or, you know, being around people that make me feel bad or, you know, whatever that is. You know, that's all the other stuff we can put in the bucket. Crappy diet, you know, watching crap on the TV. You know, but like I said, if we do, if we put crap in the bucket, I feel crap. But if we do good, I feel good. You know, and usually if I was to look back at the times I was feeling low or anxious, it was just, I'd have really faulty way of living, you know, and when it was able to improve and address the way I was living and the thoughts I was thinking and the food I was eating and the people I was hanging around with, I generally changed how we felt about myself and my whole mindset and my mental health got a whole lot better, you know what I mean? So everything, everything starts with, with mindset, you know, everything starts with mindset. So bring it back to your mind. And if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. You know, Wayne Dyer said this, you know. Um, yeah, so me, so for me, putting all the goodness in the bucket would make me feel good. But if I put crap in that bucket, I'm going to feel crap. You know what I mean? So for me, filling up your wellness bucket with, with stuff that makes you feel good, that makes you feel well. And, like, and that's the thing, you know, Carl Jung has that quote, you are what you do not what you say you'll do. And I'm a devil for saying I'll do this, I'll do that, and I never do nothing. <laughs> but now I'm like taking action. And this is why this podcast is rolling, because it's gone from being in my head, causing me anxiety, saying, calling me, you need to do that podcast, you need to do that podcast, you need to do that podcast. Whereas now I took the action, and I feel good, and I say, right, I've, done, I've added to the world, this is my creative outlet, and uh, hopefully it makes, it helps someone today. Um, you know, and that's the thing. To the world, you might be one person, but to one person, you might be the world, you know. So that's it. That's my podcast today. Um, and yeah, so surround yourself with people that reflect who you are and who you want to be and how you feel. And energies and mindsets are contagious. So your environment sets your standard. So raise your standard if you want to raise your life. So choose your friends wisely. You know, that was just a quote that I downloaded earlier but uh, i hope everyone has a lovely gentle day and if anyone comes up to you in Dunleary looking for a bag they're probably looking for a bag to clean up the the, the dog pill rather than a bag of coke so yeah there you go have a great day folks have an unreal day goodbye